I'm Steve, and joining me is Adam Myros. Hello, Steve. Hey there, Myros. Uh, I mean, uh, just the, the big news on everyone's mind. How, how are you taking the news of the death of the Queen? Uh, well, I don't, you know, I, I don't have much connection to the, to the royals, uh, <laughs> it turns out. I know this is shocking news. My my main reaction was just bafflement because it was kind of like one of those things that was was buzzing among the the students in my in my class and I'm like, why on earth would anyone give a shit about this? This person's like a hundred years old and uh, does yeah. not affect your life in any way whatsoever. So why, why I don't even I I didn't really I don't understand why this is American news, frankly. No, it shouldn't be at all. I think Americans just sort of fetishize. The, the, mon- the monarchy for some reason. I'm not entirely sure why, but uh, listen, from my point of view, if I'm going to pick one old ass lady who's over the age of 90, married her cousin, and gave birth to at least one confirmed pedophile, I got to give it up to Queen Elizabeth. You know, no one does it better. Jake, how are you handling the news? Oh man, I'm uh, I'm devastated because uh, I can no longer make my Queen Elizabeth is old jokes. Oh wow, yeah. Now you you got to change them all. The Queen Elizabeth is dead. Yeah, that's, and that's that's a totally I gotta different th- thing. Throw out my joke book. I wow. mean, who's the king now? That'd be Charles. Charles the third. Well, I'm gonna guess he's pretty old as well. He's, oh, he's so fucking ancient. He's seventy. You're probably just kind of like <laughs> filter those jokes right. You know what? Here. I could just cross out. Yeah, the names <laughs> and. Switch some pronouns around, and there we go. That's all you got to do, man. And I think I think Camilla Parker Boyle's uh, jokes are going to be back in fashion again. So really, we're looking at a comedic renaissance. Yeah. Uh, you know who's real broken up about it though is Jack. Obviously, he's he's too overwhelmed with grief. He couldn't be on this episode this week. So I uh, hope he's doing well. It's a weird coincidence. He's out this week because he said he had to make like a, just a quick trip overseas. He's like, I gotta go get lucky once, whatever that means. And uh, then the queen died, and yeah. uh, he's on his way back as we record this. He'll be back in town by the time this episode drops. So if you're wondering where Jack is, you can follow up with him there. But yeah, uh, yeah just a lot of a lot of weird, yeah, coincidences going on in this world. Very odd, very odd indeed. Well, uh, unfortunately, we're not here to talk about the queen. We are here to talk about a. Movie I assume you you gave got... us an easy an easy week, right, Steve? Like Jack's gone, you're like, oh well, let's not punish uh, the people who did decide to to be on the podcast. Right? Yeah, the people who decided to show yeah. up. Yeah, you like, got you, you know got Jake back for a special episode, huh? Mm-hmm. Going to be a mm-hmm. uh, real real fun movie. A, a, Five a month classic. old in tow. Yeah, I, I mean, people are they're they're calling this. Uh, it's the Casablanca of 2022. If you really want to get down to brass tacks on it, it's uh, uh, it's a brand new movie just came out, dropped digitally just a few days ago. And uh, I, I will say for anyone out there who's concerned that we have been, you know, that we've spent Patreon money to uh, purchase or rent this rest assured, we did not. Uh, someone was kind enough to upload it to YouTube. So we were able to watch it for free uh, semi illegally. I don't know though. I mean, is it is it illegal for us to watch it if it's there? Probably not. No, uh, no. And, and it was great too because uh, this movie that we're about to discuss it was distributed by Breitbart, and the account that actually uploaded it to YouTube uh, did so under the guise of like right wing patriotism. So uh, you know, just one for all the patriots out there, which is pretty awesome. Just uh, undercutting Breitbart. Uh, for the good of the podcast so Wait, what the fuck was this production company oh the unreported story society has, has yeah, brought us right. this classic film which is I, god i sounds like of, a, a children's book series from 40 years ago <laughs> why why would you need a production company i i fucking god only knows why 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 anything with this fucking movie i'm I'm like, you, you're talking about the patrons, and I'm like, I think maybe we should just like hand over programming duties to the patrons full time because uh, they make I don't know. Choice. They usually pick things that are less insufferable than what you pick. <laughs> this, this isn't about, you know, whether, whether it's enjoyable or not. We're doing the world a service. People are out there. They're like, hey, should I invest my money and my time 
in watching the latest film released by the Breitbart Film Production Company. And we're oh, here I thought you were going to say from Robert Davi. <laughs> from Robert Davi, <laughs> who everyone knows is the voice of some guy from Halo, right? Is <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> It's a very oh. inside joke where our editor, Colin, uh, somewhat earnestly <laughs> introduced uh, this film as like, oh, that's the guy from Halo. <laughs> and it's fucking Robert Davi. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Robert Davi has like 150 goddamn credits, man. Yeah. Like Halo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Halo. We, we are, of course, we're talking about My Son Hunter, which is uh, a, a key component of the right-wing film renaissance that we've seen over the past few years. And this is important because, I mean, even outside of, say, film, like the idea of, of right-wing art has always been a little comical. Not that My Son Hunter's doing a lot to change that, but uh, a lot of times when we think of right-wing cinema, it's not as explicit that, you know, they're not coming out and saying, like, this one, this movie's here to own the libs. And also, uh, historically speaking, a lot of these movies kind of fall into the conservative Christian film. Christian, yeah, that was, that's kind of the, yeah. the distinction here. You get a lot of, uh, you get a lot of religious uh, coding uh, in these things, and you also get a lot of documentaries i suppose with old with old dinesh but uh, yep. that, that's those are the two big tent poles of the conservative Absolutely. film industry you basically either get kirk cameron on the jesus side uh, or you get dinesh d'souza and it's interesting because as they've begun to branch out a little bit uh what we're seeing is not them fully embracing what conservative cinema could be but instead just smashing those two things together so what if you had uh the thinking and philosophy behind a Dinesh D'Souza documentary uh and then you mashed it onto Kirk Cameron Saves Christmas or whatever and that is basically what we're looking at with my son Hunter See, I, I got another say, vibe. I, I got the toxic vibe of like the Adam McKay stuff. I feel like some conservative crank watched Vice and was like, we got to get back at him. We're yeah. going to do this for Joe Biden. We, yeah, we, we need to, we need to clap back. Although at this point, that's interesting to me too, because I feel like broadly conservatives have rejected Dick Cheney and Liz Cheney as part of the, the deep state. And therefore they don't like, they don't care about Vice. And the problem with mimicking Vice is, if you haven't seen it, it's a big pile of shit. I, I whatever, yes. like the Adam McKay, like I make serious political movies in a jokey way thing that he's doing right now. It's it's fucking awful. Don't look up. Yeah, fuck yeah. It. Vice, terrible. Fuck it. Terrible, 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 terrible. So you're already kind of starting from a point where you you don't want to emulate these things. If I, if I could offer a, th a third way this goes is that uh, I feel like Davi and co really want to just have their own good fellas complete with like <laughs> long tracking shots through nightclubs and uh, women and drugs and uh, oh, being bad is good because you get fucking filthy rich no matter how morally wrong it is and how the wrong people are in charge and all the, the shady dealings with Ukraine and Russian oligarchs and uh, threats with chainsaws. I don't know. There's uh, yeah. there's a lot of that cheap macho bullshit posturing in here, too. Well, and, and I will say, Robert Davi, it's clear that he has been in movies and understands movies, which is usually not clear in most conservative films. Yeah. Uh, parts of this function as like an actual movie and you're like, oh, there's, there's things that are going on here. Like someone thought about this. Uh, the opening 15 to 20 minutes, there's some like genuinely cinematic moments, believe it or not. And it's wildly entertaining because even though this is supposed to be a complete takedown of the Biden family, uh, one of the issues here is Hunter Biden is the coolest fucking dude alive. Uh, so <laughs> it, it's pretty crazy how cool they make him and not just that but they also make like joe biden like seem like this competent badass and I'm like guys you're kind of ruining your own mission with like they the you got to go the other way and make them worse 
But yeah, because because then it shows like footage of Biden trying to speak over the end credits. And it's like, oh, this is not the guy that they portrayed properly. But yeah, it's it's uh, Hunter Biden's like just got this this loose cannon ethos where, you know, he, he goes to a party and does a huge line of coke. And then he goes and sits in another room to like smoke some crack to slow his heart rate down. And we get this. Like, Which goofy, is amazing. How does that work, Who's, by the yeah. way? We get this How do you goofy crack? To like I'm slow like, your heart rate down, and they actually show they like because this movie, it I, I think they decided after the fact that this is actually a comedy. I don't know, like like the comedy is so weirdly presented and not funny here because this is predominantly like a ninety percent serious movie that when they do have comedic moments, it's it's jarring. And in this one, yeah, he's he's fucking loaded on coke, and they show like a cartoon overlay of a human heart that's like beating faster and faster, and it's like. Ding, 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 arrow down Hunter Biden's heart. <laughs> and then he sits down and he literally takes a hit off a crack pipe to slow his heart down. And, and that's I, not how yeah. drugs work. I was like, what is he, what is he supposed to be smoking in this movie? Like, he's he's either smoking meth or crack, and both of those are not going to slow your heart down, friends. No, in my experience, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it, it's just interesting because that's one of the things where it's like, huh? I would think that at least one or two people involved in this movie like had a baseline understanding of how drugs work, but they they really don't. Even even the first time we see Hunter kind of enter uh, into into this like nightclub scene, which is fucking badass. There's this great tracking shot where him and his posse like roll in, they go into the bathroom, and Hunter just like dumps coke on the sink and then just like blasts the fucking rail that's the size of a Polish sausage. And then there's some left over and he just like wipes it on the ground. <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, and I choose to believe that Hunter would never. Yeah, I, I choose that one. He would never waste good Coke Two, uh, he would never dump a line on the sink. What if it gets wet? That's I mean, he's he's going to cause himself some problems here. Yeah, he's smarter than that. Uh, but it is, but it's just insanely badass. Like I don't. <laughs> and also, like, what nightclub is this? Where the path through the bathroom takes you to like this clandestine strip club where you get to watch the the private. That's where all the private dancers are. But you got to go through the men's room to get there. Yeah, just some guy like dropping a huge shit, and you got to walk past him. So you can see like the ultra fucking S tier strippers. <laughs> Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Well, um, so yeah. we, sh we should mention, yeah, so this one of these stripper characters is this gal named Grace. Um, we first meet her. She's at a Black Lives Matter protest. Um, the, ti the timeline in this movie is really screwy because it's ostensibly set in 2019. It's the final year of the um, the Biden campaign. Um, the uh, the protests that are depicted in this film didn't really start happening until summer of 2020, but it, whatever, it's 2019. She's there, and then she also takes a job as a stripper. We find that she pays for her college uh, loans. Uh, a lot of breaking of the fourth wall in this movie. Uh, oh, characters uh, turned frequently at the end of each, pretty much every other scene just to deliver a simple sentence or two uh, in case you didn't get it. Um, and yeah, so she meets... Fucking uh, Gina Carano. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll, we'll get to her. But yeah, so she's she starts following Biden and then she starts learning about the the shady business dealings that he and his father have been covering up. And uh, it's like up to her this night, this ostensible liberal gal to see if she's going to break the news at the risk of being called a Trump supporter by the world, which is not what she wants. And that's like that's the narrative through line through this movie is, is her mission. Well, I mean, I, I, why is she even put in that position? Because someone who's not a character in the movie mysteriously recorded everything that's happening in the movie. Uh, yeah, just needless complications. I, I don't know why they wouldn't have just had this character be recording it for some reason. But no, we just introduced this this uh, other guy who I guess works for the Bidens who just kind of shows up at the end and is like, Hey, by the way, I recorded your entire conversation. Okay. It's, okay. It's really great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So again, this is a pretty much a serious movie and it, it, the little bits of comedy, I, I think it like, there's, there's a couple of like on screen overlaid visual gags. And other than that, the conservative concept of, of what comedy is, is basically like, 
needle scratch, someone turns to the camera, breaks the fourth wall, is just like, did that just happen? And and that's that's pretty much it. That's every single joke. Uh, it is nice that the main facilitator of this hilarious comedy is master thespian Gina Carano, who is horrible, horrible in this. I, I'm not super familiar with a lot of her work. Like, I, you know, I don't think she really had to uh, flex her acting chops in like Haywire. But yeah, but she does exactly what you want her to in Haywire. Exactly. Yeah. Which is I mean, that's what she should be doing. She's um, fucking heavy and she kicks ass at it, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, she, before, prior to this film, she basically torched her career for, uh, like, just, just a lot of defamatory remarks online, of the specificities of which I don't recall. But yeah, she was in, she has a supporting role in The Mandalorian with Disney. She was in a Fast and the Furious movie. So she has, you know, she had some solid credits and basically got fired and blackballed from everything she was working on and now it's like this is the stuff that she has to kind of stoop down to to get a get a role out there she's this uh this omniscient secret service character who fills us in with details in the biden's lives like the first line of the movie or one of them is her breaking the fourth wall saying this is not a true story except for all the facts and then it goes into it <laughs> which is of course as, as this movie is wont to do every time it has like a fucking like direct to audience punchline like that it also says the exact same thing in text on the screen for some reason yes it's like no don't do both <laughs> make a fucking choice yeah uh she's she's awful like her acting is it's noticeably bad in in a movie with a decent amount of people who aren't exactly, you know, uh, top I mean, top tier actors and actresses. It's weird. Uh, this movie is like f for what it is. There is acting that is like fine. Like, I don't think that yeah. the, the actress who plays Grace is, is bad. And neither is the actor who plays Hunter Biden. Uh, yeah. I suppose once we get down the line, even a little like the Joe Biden is like a fucking mad TV sketch or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like the, that's the, the other form of joke Stewart. in this where they just like, Oh, remember that thing that Joe Biden said in a campaign speech that people laughed at? Let's just make that every sentence he says in the entire film. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of interesting. Cause I mean, Hunter feels like, like the, the actor who plays, hunter um he's good he's, he's very good i think and he really commits to it and he makes hunter biden like an actual character there's depth to it and i don't think a lot of people outside of like uh you know watching videos of of hunter biden like sitting in a one of those like floating um isolation chambers like smoking crack and jacking off like we don't we don't really know a lot about hunter and he you know fleshes him out into something whereas when we get Joe, Joe is simultaneously not the person that, that we are presented normally of, of like who Joe Biden is, which is like bumbling grandpa who's losing his marbles and swears sometimes. Uh, instead, he's like this hyper-focused, nefarious, uh, you know, just badass, basically, which is not who they want us to think joe biden is i i would assume and and then also though we, we we're presented with that but then every other line it's just like them playing the joe biden greatest hits like he'll be like yeah we gotta figure out what's on that laptop because you're not gonna fuck up my presidency study boy remember corn pop and you're like wait what <laughs> yeah, that yeah like it just to add a, a comparison like joe biden is like logan roy from succession and Hunter Biden is like a uh, coked up amalgamation of like uh, uh, cousin Greg and Kendall and Tom all rolled into one. And that's like that's his character. And he looks like he looks like Peter Berg, the director, is like somebody removed the skin off of his skeleton and just like zapped it before sending it into frame to perform. It's mm -hmm. like I mean, he's arguably the best performance in the film, I would say. And. Gina Carano, the most famous face in front of the camera, gives the worst. Oh, it's it's pitiful. And it doesn't help either that I, I think like Gina Carano's biggest asset is is her physicality. And this film, Robert Davi does 
two things that don't help her. One, he focuses ex just explicitly on her acting or lack of ability. And also the way he shoots her, he makes her look really small in every scene. Like she looks like an actual baby. And part of it is because I don't think she's a very tall person. Uh, and the other part of it is she's wearing the most ill-fitting suit I have ever seen a human being wear. Like <laughs> it looks like to me that like her role as this, this secret service agent who breaks the fourth wall it doesn't seem like it was written into the original script, the way that it's presented. A lot of times, Gina Carano, the lines that she will turn to the camera, break the fourth wall and say are also on screen text that is meant to be read. And you're like, why do we get both of these things? And it, and, and then she's wearing this suit that it looks like Robert Davi was like, oh, I'll just narrate it. And then they find out that they, they got Gina Carano because she hates trans people and Jews and so she can't be in the Mandalorian anymore and they get her and they're like, oh, great. But we, we can't afford another suit. So you're just going to have to wear a Robert Davi suit, Gina. Is that OK? And she said, yeah, that's fine. She looks like a 12 year old boy going to church or, or like you ever like see a kid who is working as a valet and clearly like he doesn't own a, a, a dinner jacket or something. So they just give him one to wear for the <laughs> night. It, it's it's embarrassing it looks it's distracting <laughs> she looks terrible it's there's no yeah. uh, two ways around it she like is just her clothes fit up poorly in this film um i wrote down another karana quote um this is probably my favorite line in the movie uh about halfway or a half hour in uh joe biden gets into the back of a, a political suv with a hunter and this is where they spend like the next basically the whole second act of the movie is them just talking about uh, Hunter Biden's missing laptop, which is also part of the uh, the plot of this film was that whole issue he had where his laptop was left behind at a repair shop and he didn't pick it up. So then the owners of the shop turned it into the FBI and there's like really nothing on it. Just some nudes, I guess. But while they're having this conversation, we cut to Gina Carano in the front seat and she turns and looks in the camera and says, I signed an NDA. So I could go to prison for what I'm about to tell you. I could even get canceled. But I'm a, just a fictional character. So screw it. Everything you're hearing, Joe Biden's in on it. <laughs> it's like, what? What Little is this scratch. fucking movie? It's, what is this movie? I'm a fictional uh, character. And, and the then she fuck? also goes like, oh, and also, by the way, Epstein didn't count. <laughs> and then when they leave, she's like, Joe Biden's favorite ice cream? Chocolate chip. CNN even did a report about it text on screen this is true yeah it's, it's uh, great. christ fucking adam mckay has ruined the world that's all i have he, to say yeah this is this is major mckay brained nonsense because yeah. uh yeah that's that's what's really propelling a lot of this and it's just it's shitty filmmaking and then you got to think too and this is the problem that you get with vice and and don't look up is in addition to the fact that they're poorly made films they're they're not funny they're not enlightening in any way it doesn't even matter if what you're telling me is true like i know i know dick cheney is a fucking goblin like i don't i don't you know like okay great you made a movie about that wonderful and then you made it kind of comedic and you're like you know whoop fact alert this really happened and then to have the conservative kind of analog to that where they're doing the same thing i don't care if 100 percent of this movie is true who the fuck are you even talking to at this point because right. every little every little thing they do is just like it, it's it's taking conservative memes and then just kind of processing them through an adam mckay movie and then spitting them out on screen devoid of context and and devoid of any substance so it's just like they're just rolling it out there so the little fucking you know, MAGA seals can be like, <laughs> just slapping their fucking fins together. And who cares? Like, th they don't need to hear this. They know this. They're all like, if, if you were to show this to my dad, he'd be, you know, sitting there nodding his head. Like, he knows all this. What, you, you just want to hear the things you already know. I, I just I don't I don't get it. Like, who who are you? What are, are you trying to create your own conservative Hollywood where you explicitly pander to these fucking idiots or and are you fucking trying... play into the worst aspects of Hollywood. Like, yeah. to me, that's like this format that McKay has pioneered and will not stop making, for God's sake, stop making these movies. Um, it, it, it doesn't matter if it's, it's liberal or conservative. I, the whole, 
ethos of the film is to call everyone watching it an imbecile. It's just like the most insulting shit at all times, like willfully insulting to its audience. And it's like, no, you're not winning any points for this sort of thing. Anyone who watches this and disagrees with you is going to be like, well, whoever made this is the biggest fucking asshole on the face of the earth. And yeah, that's, that's how it's going to come across regardless of what the political ethos is, because it's just brash and demeaning to anyone <laughs> watching it. It's just like, oh, you thought this was true, you dumb fuck. It's like, th th thanks. Should, shouldn't have been listening to the lamestream media. And they do. They have all these asides where, you know, the movie has two key components. One is Hunter Biden is the baddest motherfucker alive. Also, he is, you know, kind of spiraling and deeply sympathetic, uh, which I don't think that second half was intentional, but here we are. And then the other side of it is, like you said, this like audience pandering and, and insulting just nonsense that no one gives a fuck about. And, and the movie will grind to a halt just so, you know, our, our stripper with a heart of gold character can be like, wow, I was Googling Joe Biden and I Googled Joe Biden scandal and nothing came up. Is big tech hiding the truth? And then it's just like, here's a, here's a black guy who is. This is Tyrone. This oh, is yeah, Tyrone. Tyrone. We, we're going to have to dedicate some great space to Tyrone. Line yeah. I've ever heard. Go ahead. Steve. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, they don't want Google doesn't want to, to show you the truth. You got to go to the, the non-corporate search engines. You're like, what the fuck is that? I know what? the alternative search engines. I'm like, well, God, yeah. if you, if you want to be so informative movie and, and pull the wool from my eyes, why don't you tell me about this hot new search engine? Yeah, what do, we, do I have to go well, to fucking ask Jeeves? What's going on? <laughs> I, I'm Well, for, for the alternative search engine in the movie, it's called Gigio. G-I-G-G-I-O. Italian I like Google. That. But uh, but the craziest thing is like when she talks about, oh, kind of like an alt-right search engine, he says, that's right, I'm the black face of white supremacy. What the <laughs> fuck? Got it. <laughs> it's great. It's really great. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a real powerful shit. Tyrone also like, the man who records the whole uh, conversation with with the stripper, even though he does not appear to be in the room at any point during all of this. But uh, he he records no. everything in in clear yeah. audio. When when Hunter's like fucking pumping his love pump into her, like what, and then he's got the recorder next to him while they're banging and talking about shady Ukrainian deals. Like how how does he get all this? We don't we're not entirely sure. But he's, well, he's, he's there. Tyrone. He's, there. He 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 can do it all, man. Yeah, truly, I'm, he's he's, he's a force. secret service guy, right? Is that what he's supposed to be? I think yeah, he has like both, both Gina or... Carano and Tyrone are secret service. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's just wearing like a black muscle tee and and slacks, and she's got the ill-fitting suit on. She's got a white dress shirt. There's no tie. Like these are not the the most properly attired secret service guys I've ever seen in any feature. It it's it's just so everything is just so fucking baffling about this movie. It's either it's mm -hmm. in, it's insults you or it just confounds you. Well, that's the thing is is Cuff said that Bi uh, Hunter Biden is is sometimes portrayed sympathetically, whether that's intentional or not. It's hard to say because this movie is like it has two very very different gears, where it's doing this Ed McKay like throw shit at the screen nonstop uh, spastic nonsense, or it's doing like this. I don't know, like bedroom chat where it's just like trying to humanize Hunter Biden. But is it? I'm not sure, because it also like infantilizes him. Like he keeps saying like, mommy, oh, mommy. I'm like, am I supposed to think like th that he's like pathetic and a jerk? Or am I supposed to think he's like a, a real human that we should reckon with or what? I, it never seems to make up its mind on that front at fucking all. Yeah. Yeah. But, not because uh, it's trying to make him complex either. It just seems inept. You know, yeah, the, the complexity yeah. is almost like an afterthought and a result of, of messy writing, which I, I, I mean, cool. I, I intended or not, I guess it works. Well, I <laughs> could do it without the mommy shit. It's just like yeah, the, the some mommy. of those lines are like, well, my no. dad remarried and 
I love mom, but she's not mommy. I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? What is this? Dude, and, and Hunter Biden's fucking rosebud too, where he's like, I lost my dad, tuck it. <sighs> it's it's uh, very bizarre stuff. I lost my name, tuck it. Also, he just also is like the thing where like uh, uh, Hunter Biden Biden's like the screw up, as they say, because he literally sits down and says, "I fucked so many things up. I'm always good at fucking things up," and that's that's also that comes right before the yeah the his tragic backstory. He lost his mom and sister. Excuse me, his mommy and sister in a car accident when he was just a child. And yeah, it's it, again, I don't it's like is it, I'm just as confused as Adam is. Is this supposed to be sad? Do I feel bad for this guy? Like, I don't I don't know what the POV is here. Well, that's that's a through line throughout it, because the same thing with Joe, like we're saying, like, oh, they make him to be more of a mastermind sort of character, uh, a corrupt politician, which I mean, whatever. The guy's been in Washington for 50 years. I'm sure he probably fucking is. But. Who cares that it doesn't serve any purpose in this movie? Ah, uh, you know, it's just, but then there's also like, we still have to, we still have to throw in the fucking, oh, the senile old man bumps his head on the car door and he, he answers the phone upside down because he's got dementia or something. And it's like, pick and a the, fucking lane, baby. <laughs> yeah. There's that yeah. is also the, like the, just the creepy hair smelling he does the Gina Carano's Holy character. Holy fucking Christ. Like, on and on up. with that shit. Yeah. Glass houses, conservative filmmakers. I mean, you want to, you want to talk about orange man is, is uh, that's, that's constantly running through this too. Orange man, bad. That's like half the fucking dialogue. It seems like, Oh, everyone just says orange man, bad, bad, orange man, bad. Um, but yeah, that's maybe not the thing to harp on with Biden. If if you're like a big Trumpo, like oh he's a creep with women. It's like well yeah, that's I say what you want about Trump. I I don't think you could hide from the fact that he's a goddamn monstrous creep. <laughs> he's not lecherous at all. No, no woman no. respecter, Donald J. Trump. <laughs> yeah, not like that hair sniffing pervert Joe Biden. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it, it, it is a little baffling, but also it's par for the course because this is all like this. This movie was written by conservative Twitter like this is like where's fucking Dan Bongino's writing credit for this one. Uh, it, it's all it. That's all it is. It's that fucking louder with Crowder just bullshit. It's half baked non comedy smashed into like these are the facts. This really happened. And God, it gets worse and worse. It spirals more and more into that shit because you know, once they cut off the, the hardcore partying after the first 15 or 20 minutes, then it, it just turns into, okay, here is a 20 minute long scene where Hunter Biden and this stripper talk back and forth. And here's another one where it's just Joe Biden and Hunter Biden in a car. It's basically a stage play. This could be a stage play. Yeah. And it goes nowhere, but then it starts spiraling once they get into the the shady deals. And this is another <laughs> outside of the opening, which I think is is masterfully shot by uh, Mr. Halo himself, Robert Davi. Uh, this is a scene that it's funny because I think it's it's probably the most subtle thing in the movie, which is a testament to how not subtle <laughs> this film is with everything. But they're talking about. Uh, by they, I mean Hunter and Joe are talking about their shady Ukrainian business deals in front of a projector where the Odessa step sequence is playing in the background. <laughs> and it's just like, wow, this is this is cinema. So um, I've I've some funny breaking news here about that, um, because I, I re went through this film before we started uh, uh, podcasting just to freshen my notes up. Uh, I took a screenshot of that projection of the Odessa steps while they're talking and I put it on Twitter and I said, my son Hunter features this scene where they talk and there's the Odessa steps. A producer of the film has just replied to me and a oh, guy wow. named Felim McAleer, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that, if he's even listening, uh, but yeah, I said this film features a scene where they're talking in front of the Odessa step sequence. His response, it does. <laughs> Confirmed. Uh, yeah, Can this we man also the has a writing credit on the film. Yeah, he's getting yeah. oh, wow. story credit. 
I mean, I, that's, that's good. He probably anything. wrote it in that way on purpose. All right, we're updating the IMDb trivia. Yeah. You heard it here first. Discovered by Optimism Vaccine, confirmed by writer, producer, whatever that guy's fucking name was. F- Fella uh, McAleer. McAleer. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So is this... Why? Why is that? Like, is it just Cinema. because... Communism or communists or something like yeah. This is uh, I I don't yeah. know. Yeah, Joe Biden is, Hunter, is a communist. They, I guess they won't stop doing communism. That's that's the other big thing too. Is like goddamn Chinese communism party. They got to get the communism digs in. You know, they're like, how are we gonna how are we gonna shoehorn this in? And they get into all this Chinese stuff just so they can be like, yeah, and communism is bad. And that's the I'm, whole <laughs> third act because. They're like, okay, so Hunter, he went to China. He did these deals. And they're they're trying to emphasize that, like, everything we're saying is true. This is all facts. So you you got to. And the way they do that is uh, the, the screenplay becomes incredibly stilted because they're like, Patrick Ho will wire you, Hunter Biden, the money. They just have to use everyone's full name and use the stilted dialogue. And then somehow that spirals into, well... You know, the the Chinese government has stakes in all the major Chinese companies because communism. And also they kill the only Muslims that conservatives like. uh, And then they do live organ harvesting and forced abortions. And that's Hunter Biden's. Oh, no, that was the most stilted. (laughs) That's the most stilted part of the whole movie where all of a sudden the, the stripper is like, oh, I I was a missionary in China and my. My adopted mother is in the Chinese labor camp. <laughs> They're fucking taking her organs out. I'm like, what in the tin fuck is happening? Also, yeah. I, I again, you're like, we're going to make this about uh, communism by illustrating all these fucking deals about the exchange of goods and currency. I'm like, this, this is, this is capitalism, people. Motherfuck. What a uh, briefly yeah. addressed to other strange um creative choices in this at the we mentioned the party where he slows his heart rate down with a hit of crack off the pipe fine whatever yeah, uh sure. he wakes up from his drug fueled stupor and he goes to another room where he has a like a mental conversation with a dog uh where the dog tells him all these people are using you you got to kick him out of the party and then he just turns into a monster and yells at everyone to get out uh, and then, so, but like that, it's just like these little weird things that just happen once and then they're dropped. There's no like consistency to these decisions. And then later on, when we see the montage of all the details or the deals that uh, the Bidens are signing, uh, I think Hunter Biden says in VO that he was very nervous about all of this happening, but it's okay because his dad was there. And this is represented on screen by Joe Biden showing up wearing a cape over his suit. <laughs> it's like, he's like the hero. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, really I, again, that was a very weird scene because it's unclear what it was meant to. I'm like, is he supposed to be a hero here? Or is he supposed to be like some fucking M. Bison type character or something? <laughs> like, like I, it's it's all just very bizarre stuff. Uh, but I I I don't know. Again, this movie, if it wants to criticize like the Chinese Communist Party, great, but. Really, all we're doing is lumping buzzwords into everything because it's it's also talking about Ukraine and X, Y, and Z, and it's like, well, that's not, that's not a communist country, and everything we're really describing is like cronyism more than anything, and it's just like, oh yeah, corrupt capitalist crony bullshit. Except we're just going to use the buzzword communism because it's scary and conservatives will go, yeah, I hate that. It's like, okay. Okay. Um, yeah, fuck. I, I, I don't know. I wanted to give this movie like, not like I expected to be like, Oh, this movie, I'm going to really jive with this on any level, but I wanted to have fun with it. And at first that kind of was, and then I don't know. Again, it just spirals into, uh, Viceville, and that movie is already despicable despite the presence of uh, many, many talented actors. Uh, and this has uh, does not have that benefit and is therefore even more miserable. So, yeah, yeah the, it really is. The, the ending really it brings back the Grace character and her, her findings. Uh, we get like this weird, uh, like Springsteen esque rock song playing in the background of this montage of her 
trying to find people to go to. She asks her lawyer father what to do. Uh, ultimately, she settles on going to a news reporter. And we know he's a news reporter because it cuts to him in his office. He's got like an old timey setup where he's working on a typewriter. He's got a pencil in his mouth and he's wearing one like an old fashioned hat. Like a fedora? <laughs> a fedora, yeah. <laughs> this is great. So now it makes me wonder, does like the entire conservative media ecosystem think that like like established legacy news outlets are all, like all, all the libs are just dressing like they're in it happened one night or something. And it's just like, Oh man, I got a real big scoop tonight. I got to type this one out of my typewriter. Like <laughs> what the fuck? And her arc is supposed to be that she like reconnects with her father, but there's no reason for that to happen at all. Yeah. It's just like the end of the movie. She's just like, I love you, daddy. <laughs> That's it's so he only shows up in like one prior scene, the one I where he she asks for advice. There's not like this whole thing. Oh, there is like there there's this uh, like chasm between the boat, this rift that they that needs to be mended. There's none of that that is established. No, she's just like, there's my not. dad's a piece of shit. Yeah. And then uh, at the end, she, I guess, you know, they're, they're they're a happy family again. Thanks to Hunter Biden. Yeah. Again, Hunter, he really brings people together. And this is like her moment, too, where she's like, oh, no, do I reject my my lib lifestyle? Because the true truth is being obfuscated by uh, the, the libs. And it, it gets real messy here. Well, that's I, the I don't problem. understand. You're talking about try, how this looks like a movie, back. right? <laughs> they try, well, and they try and like there's this weird way because in the beginning they show the Black Lives Matter protests. Yes. And. And I'm like, okay, well, this has nothing to do with anything. So I'm curious how they're going to tie it all back together. And the way that they attempt to do it is it's completely acidized. Yeah. The thing that is that you were talking about, like, this looks like, oh, Robert Davi. Yeah. He's been in a million movies. He's a, he's a pro's pro. He knows what things should uh, to some level look like, feel like, et cetera. But that does carry through a lot of this movie like this doesn't look like shit it, it looks fine it's it, it's perfectly serviceable at, at technically but it, then you get into the end and it's like some lunatic came in and cut like the last 10 minutes of this fucking movie or something because it just falls off the fucking cliff like I, this whole thing where it's like all of a sudden there's like a text message from like rudy giuliani that's like I'd love to hear your story. And Rudy Giuliani saves the day in this alternate reality. <laughs> That's the best part. It's like the fucking dream hero. Like who, who's your number one? Who's going to like come in? Who's the, who's the person who should be wearing a cape in this fucking movie? And it's Rudy. It's Rudy. Rudy. And they cut to I these just, like newscasts wanna... that are just like the most embarrassing fucking amateur bullshit I've ever seen where it's just like, Oh Yeah. And Rudy Giuliani today has jettisoned <laughs> Joe Biden from America, and Donald Trump is president again. Like, yeah. And then she goes, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> we get it's, yeah, it's we, we get the fairy tale ending of Trump winning the 2020 election. Oh, about time, man! What more? Yeah, I mean, yeah, this movie <laughs> delivers, man. It delivers, delivers on all fronts. I now. The thing is, is, and then, you know, and then it goes, okay, well, it's like, that's the fantasy ending. But in real life, we know that it just, it just can't happen that way. And then the, like the final thing we see is her like packing boxes, uh, the, the, the strippers like packing up boxes, like she's going to move or something. Uh, and then there's like a knock on her door. And, and are we, are we led to believe that she's like murdered by the libs? Is she killed by the deep state? What's going on? Uh, I have no fucking idea. I I didn't even notice that. <laughs> yeah, she just like gets fucking killed by the deep state because uh, you know the the ultimate conservative reality can't be true because uh the the libs control everything. Uh, I I don't. It's it's fucking asinine though, and and really like you said, Myros, the end of this movie, it it's absolutely spiraling, and there's no better example than if you. You know, you you listen to the maybe C C minus acting tier uh, news anchor person in the beginning of the movie, and then compare it to this girl at the end who is making Gina Carano look like 
I, I don't fucking know, man. Uh, Meryl Streep, I guess. It's, it's wild. News organizations that previously were suppressing or ignoring the story of Hunter Biden's laptop are now uncovering some disturbing discoveries. Not only private pornographic pictures, but emails that may incriminate the Bidens as a crime family. It's, it's a real treat. And, and keep in mind, too, you might be thinking that this is based on how we've reacted, that there's something fun here. I assure you, outside of the first 15 to 20 minutes, there is nothing of, of substance. There's nothing to bring you joy. Go ahead, Jake. Sorry. Uh, so I just want to return to Twitter real quick because I've, I've kind of been scrolling through Philem McAleer's account. And uh, it looks like he's just sort of uh, name searching my son, Hunter, and, and responding to anything or tweeting anyone's thoughts on it. Um, As you will. Some, yeah, somebody, uh, a blue check mark person, shared screenshots of the dog conversation, which is with the little cartoon bubbles. And they tweeted, this is like if a child did the special effects. And Flynn's response is, which mature looking special effect do you think we should have used to illustrate the serious matter of telepathic chihuahua? it's <laughs> a yeah, great question that's, Flynn. that's a great question but yeah that's actually like that's the twin peaks moment in this movie when hunter biden's all fucked up after a coke binge and then there's like a gay man smoking a cigarette with a chihuahua on his lap and you think he's gonna say like this mm. is the water and this is the well the white of the eye no he the hunter just has a conversation with the chihuahua about how people are using hunter and they don't really care about him. Again, making Hunter seem sympathetic. See, to me, uh, it's, it's a real it's missed great. opportunity to use like a Mexican stereotype VO. You know, that's you could have worked. Oh that yeah, Yokiro Taco Bell. Yeah. yeah, that'd be good. It was totally a missed opportunity. Breitbart is yeah. they're dropping the ball here. Major bag fumble on their part. Uh, yeah. So, uh, should you? Watch my son Hunter. I I would say no. I don't even think my my father would find this entertaining i can't think of any conservative who would watch this and, and be like yes this is exactly what i needed because oh it's, it's a lot sure, of monologue. they're out there they're out there they are <laughs> out there be. steve there's but, yeah. but then the thing is though are they sincere because i could see a lot of people being like this is the movie we need right now uh but i i don't believe for a second that's just like anyone who's like yeah vice is great i love vice vice deserves an oscar it's like i don't know man did you fucking watch it did you read a synopsis? Uh, yeah What's see that's on? the thing steve is you ask yourself that but there are there were there were critics at the time who would say such things about vice and you, you're like the fuck are you talking about <laughs> this is that's what an insane thing to say like oh this is yeah this is yeah. what we need right now it's like no it's the opposite of what anyone fucking needs it's just pointlessly divisive and it, it insulting to anyone who watches it and uh also about a thing that's long past and and can't be changed so it's like no and and not like some obscure thing like i'm learning about this or something like no it, it's it's something that happened like fucking two years ago and everyone in the country is fucking well aware of all of it it's just it, i don't know yeah. I, I don't know who this could possibly be for I don't understand. No, I, I, I don't understand it either. And and it also, it really leans into this confounding conservative mystery that I, I have not figured out yet. But conservatives are, are constantly crowing about the Hunter Biden laptop story or any story, any, any conservative voices like, oh, they're being suppressed and, and no one knows about this stuff. I know about this. I don't want to fucking know. You think I want to fucking know what Hunter Biden's dick looks like? I don't think I do, but I do. Because this shit is everywhere. Okay? Like, yeah. you can't avoid it. And the idea that it's like, yeah, the lamestream media and Google are suppressing and... And there's nothing bad about fucking Joe Biden. There's, there's, in, there's an entire <laughs> book called Yesterday's Man. It was fucking published by... I, I don't even, I think like Haymarket Press or something, which is like an avowed socialist publishing house. There's left-wing and right-wing takedowns of Joe Biden. No one likes Joe Biden. And Correct. the idea yeah. that you can't find, like you're Googling him and you can't find anything negative about the guy is fucking insane. Who the fuck is going to bat for the guy? No one is. And then the idea that all of this is being suppressed and that we need a movie like this to get everything out in the open, it's absolutely absurd. 
I mean, I guess it, it there's just, an angle there. I mean, I mean, if you wanted to say there's an angle there, you could approach it. I mean, if anyone's going to bat for Joe Biden, it is your CNNs. You know, you pop on oh, sure, MSNBC sure. before the election, even the primary, it would be like, well, that, what a sensible choice for America. But yeah, we love it, our sensible choices. Don't yes, we, folks? So, I mean, you could you if that were the focus. Sure, if the focus were like, hey, this if, if it's just in the postscript. I think it's like post fucking credits even where it's just like, hey, uh, this this was not reported on. It was mislabeled. It was labeled as like misinformation, uh, potential Russian op. And then after the election ended, they immediately were like, no, that's true. If that were your focus, if you're like, well, it was suppressed until after election season and we're talking about like dirty politics and blah, blah, blah. Fine. But that's not what this movie is doing at all. That's not what it's doing at all. Exactly. It's like you're your compelling narrative is a is a fucking coda that you've just kind of like slapped on in in the end. If you happen to watch. Yeah, you can't just you can't just pretend that it's still suppressed and no one has heard of this fucking laptop shit because of course everyone has Mm -hmm. fucking heard of it jesus christ yeah it's it's insane it's insane you're not some Um, inside baseball genius if you fucking are aware of corn pop for fuck's sake (laughs) (laughs) oh it's it's been suppressed only only the realest of the real know about the corn pop story oh they also make joe say dog face pony soldier as well just like in the middle of the sentence That's like, that's one of his greatest lines. Like, you can't, who doesn't know that one? It's a fucking <laughs> classic. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right. Well, you know, we, we've been talking about this uh, major milestone in, in conservative artistic expression. But really where things are churning right now is conservatives are trying to break through and, and really have more big mainstream music moments. and. Obviously, they've been able to do this in the world of of country music. Uh, Famously, Aaron Lewis of the band Stained. uh, (laughs) He's got his his conservative grievance song, which, again, conservatives, they love they love the grievance narrative. It's it's a a favorite. Um, But yeah, so if you ever want to hear the guy from Stained, like sing with a horribly affected country twang accent about how, like, you know, trans people are shitting in his toilet or something. Uh, yeah, you, you can do that. That's, that's a big hit song. I mean, don't but, forget Kid Rock. That's, that's like oh, the king well, of these things. I mean, we got a monster truck. That's kind of where we're going. What is the definitive, the definitive MAGA anthem? Okay. What's, what's it, what's it going to be? Where is their, their big song? And everybody's trying to stake a claim right now. This is, this is huge. If you just, if you go to YouTube or Spotify, you type in like, let's go Brandon song. The number of different songs that you will get uh, it, it is mind-boggling the number of people that are trying to have the uh, the official LGB that let's go Brandon anthem, and Kid Rock obviously he gave us uh, he gave us this classic track. Huh. Wear your mask, take your pills. Now a whole generation's mentally ill. We love that. We love. Is that. that the main song or is that the second song? I can't even tell. That's uh, that's we the people. Okay, that's he, not the monster says, truck. <laughs> I need monster truck, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good one too. Uh, but yeah, the the chorus to that one is is we the people. Let's go, Brandon. And it's another one too where, you know, Kid Rock is is trying to tell the people that Joe is dividing us, and only the the power of of Trump and conservatism can can unite the country. Uh, while meanwhile telling people to go fuck themselves. So you know, go figure. Now he's, I think Kid Rock is kind of, he's, he's leading the pack here. He is, he's the voice of new conservatism because he is old, uh, previously was hated by uh, the, the older conservative regime. And now, now, you know, conservatives are, they're, they're cool now and they like people like Kid Rock who sings, you know, they, they're, they're into his style. And uh, this this also carries over into My Son Hunter because 20 years ago, Bush era, can you make a conservative film featuring a uh, a stripper as your hero? I don't think you can. So conservatives clearly pro sex work now. That's true. This is and, this is very parallel to like 
the Kid Rock brash bullshit style that is somehow mm-hmm. accepted by conservatives. Now, like, uh, uh, Kid Rock being, like, an artist who certainly never had any real political leanings when I was a kid, but let me tell you, I would I, I would not have been allowed to. I, I did own, uh, in my new metal days, uh, Devil Without a Cause, but uh, oh. rest assured, that was owned without knowledge of my parents. Oh. My conservative and parents would not have allowed that, that CD. <laughs> You ever seen that, that that compact disc? It features uh, Kid Rock's middle finger on it, which yeah. spins around in a circle as it, mm-hmm. as it rotates in your CD player. Yeah, and 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 this is this is the the new conservatism. You got you got the old guard like evangelical, and then you've got the the brash contemporary conservative, and then the the center of that Venn diagram is is just why can't I say the N word? Um, <laughs> and that's where they unite. And yeah, Kid Kid Rock is a is a big part of that. So we've got we've got Kid Rock. Okay. And then you've got all the, the like, let's go Brandon rappers and everyone's just trying to like, who's going to get the let's go Brandon song. So you've got like this one. Let's go Brandon. So you get a lot of that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a lot, you've of, got a lot this of guy. contribution from the rapper on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Doing, <laughs> doing really good hey. stuff. <laughs> Uh, you've got this guy, his name is Forgiato Blow, and I think he's actually been banned from YouTube and, and most social media uh, because, you know... Well, you, you got to use the alternative search engines to find the real truth. From, yeah. yeah, did you get him from yeah. Gigio? <laughs> yeah, I got it from Gigio. Give me that Lycos.com, son. All right, so this is this is Forgiato Blow, and he's got his song, Let's Go, Brandon. Sleepy Joe ain't got no support. Sleepy Joe. Hunter Potter better show up to court, yeah. Fake news trying to silence the truth, yeah. Feed the people trying to save the youth, yeah. I ain't taking no vaccine. I ain't flying Southwest, don't ask me. I kind of want to ask him, why is he not flying Southwest? I couldn't but... even listen to what he was saying. The production was so, like, mesmerizing. It's awful. I, the, the line is, is, I ain't taking no vaccine. I ain't flying Southwest, don't ask me. Is it because he doesn't like that you have to, like, line up and choose your own seat? He prefers an assigned seat on his flights? Or what's what's the... I didn't know conservatives have grievances with Southwest Airlines. I think it's probably, like, a vaccine thing. It's probably just, like... That's that's yeah. the only issue. Vaccine, mask, uh, they probably have a mandate or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I yeah. I just I, I was confused about that. I thought the airline stuff was it was like universal, right? Because it was like a federal mandate that you had to wear a mask. I don't I don't know. Well, it probably what, is, but the, the Southwest somehow became a public face of it, so they're a, a convenient punchline for this man's brilliant mm-hmm. lyrics. Yeah. So then, and then there's this other one. It's called uh, "Let's Go Brandon" song, new anthem. Let's go, Brandon. Get FJB and let's go, Brandon. Let's go. Across this land is what they're chanting. Uh, let's go, Brandon. They let's took, let's go. they stole it. You know they planned Damn. it. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. The guy in the suit, yeah, he crapped his pants. <laughs> I think that one gets my vote so far. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the winner. So what I'm saying is, though, is like th- there's a lot of just homogeny here in, in the let's go Brandon space. And the thing that I found is if you go back to classic, like left wing protest songs, you know, the, the best of the best are things that kind of transcend time. And when, when Forgiato blow is saying, I don't want to fly on Southwest airlines. I, I am completely confused about why that would be. And there's so many references here that are, of a time and of a place and and so tied to this ephemeral internet culture that I, I just feel like they don't have legs. And if you want to be the official let's go Brandon anthem, I think you need to be timeless. So I'm going to ask you guys to step back in time with me. The year is 1997 and Motley Crue has just released their long awaited comeback album with lead singer Vince Neil, Generation Swine. And, you know, for some reason, someone said, hey, Tommy Lee, would you like to record a ballad uh, called Brandon? And he said, yes, very much so. So uh, I think this is the song that we need right now. So give this one a listen. Let me know what you guys think. You bring those tears. 
Christ. I'm not sure if it gets the, the, the correct message across here. Uh, the, uh, uh, this REM I mean, cover band needs to back off the microphone, if you ask me. <laughs> I, mean, I just think, I mean, but but here here's the essence of, of the Let's Go Brandon, is they hate Brandon. That's true. They it is an Brandon. irony they to the whole Brandon. Let's Go Brandon thing. So if they say they love Brandon, that means they hate him. So it could work. And also, Tommy Lee singing, he kind of has... Uh, he's uh, got no like talent. a well, he's, he's got no talent, but he kind of sounds like Trump to me. Like when he's like, <laughs> Brandon, I love you, Brandon. Like, uh, and, and these lyrics are incredible. I, I would, I would encourage anyone listening right now to, to look up the lyrics to Brandon by Motley Crue. Uh, I have a, a couple of, of favorite lines, but no, number one for me is this, this little verse here where he sings. Your mother gave birth to you with love inside. She had candlelight and songs of life, which I, I don't know what the fuck any of that means. But then you get this and he says, Brandon, I love you. I love her. She is your mob. <laughs> it's just incredible stuff. Incredible stuff. So, uh, yeah, I, I just think, you know, conservatives, maybe just like you, you, you don't, like progressivism you don't like looking forward i would recommend uh just like the abortion laws from 1849 that you revere look backwards for inspiration because i think there is where you will find your big dumb conservative anthem um but yeah that's that's what i'm thinking so anyways jake what are you putting over this week oh wow uh i'm gonna put over uh <laughs> Uh, I, I'm going to put over a real movie I saw recently called uh, uh, An Elephant Sitting Still. It's a Chinese film from a filmmaker named Hubo, uh, who tragically uh, directed this as his feature and then took his own life uh, shortly after it was released. Don't mean to get heavy there for a moment, but um, I thought it was an outstanding picture. It's uh, It's very gorgeous, but also just very miserable. It's a kind of a loosely connected group of people who want to escape their own lives and uh, seek to leave town just so that they can go stare at this uh, elephant that they've heard of. And uh, uh, it's four hours long, so set aside some time if you do watch it, but I think it's a, it was pretty genuinely rewarding and also really unfortunate that we uh, do not get to hear more of this filmmaker. But um, An Elephant Sitting Still is uh, my recommendation. All right, Myros, what are you putting over this week? Uh, I'm going to put over uh, Robert Davi's uh, finest performance as uh, Shipmaster in Halo 3. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Do you, do you have a particular line or moment that sticks out to you in Halo 3? Uh, and all his classics are really in Halo 2 where he plays Spec Ops leader. But, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I liked when he when he moved on to the Shipmaster. It's, just, it's, it's poetic in his way. Yeah, truly is. Truly is. Thank you for that. Um, yeah, I, uh, shit, I, I've been so just wrapped up in my son Hunter and, and conservative songwriting that I, I really haven't been able to consume a lot of media outside of uh, that this week. So, uh, I, I guess if I'm going to have to put something over, it's, I, I finally got around to playing the Borderlands three DLC and I'm enjoying myself. So, uh, yeah, my put over is Borderlands 3 DLC, and uh, yeah, that's that's what you look for us for from us right now is timely recommendations, like a video game you already played in like 2018, and we're here for it. Or one you played in like 2007. Yeah, yeah, just, it's, yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, exactly it. Yeah. This is actually just an advertisement for Game Pass. So, yeah. Anyways. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast today, do us a big favor. There is a link in the description that'll take you to our Patreon page, and you can give us money. And why would you want to give us money? Well, if you give us money, think of all the time that we can dedicate to things like listening to Let's Go Brandon Rap Songs on YouTube or buying Adam Myros a firearm. Uh, just the possibilities are endless. Plus, podcasting, it's expensive. It costs money. We got to pay hosting fees. Uh, you know, I, I we got to pay uh, for Adam Myros's lavish lifestyle. Do you think his hot stone massages that he gets four times a week uh, are, are free? No, they're not. They're expensive. Very expensive. Right, Myros? And uh, so. <laughs> and so, yeah, we, we, we could use some cash. It'll help us uh, pay for this stuff. It helps us get 
equipment so we could sound better and, and be more together as human beings. And that's what really matters in life. So what you can do is you can give us a couple bucks. And if you give us any amount at all and you live in the continental United States, well, shit, I'm going to send you a movie from my collection. That's right. It could be a DVD, a Blu-ray, a box set. Anything at all is possible, and it will come to your door. Again, assuming you live in the continental United States, because uh, I can't pay, like, fucking $30 to ship you something if you live in Guam. Uh, and if you have, uh, if you want to donate more money, the $5 tier, guess what? You get access to starting to influence our content. We just did an episode recently where we had our, our $5 and above patrons vote on what the episode should be, and that brought you spaghetti sharks. So your life would be devoid of Joe D'Amato shark movie if you didn't donate $5. Think of it that way. And then if you go even higher, well, uh, you know, then you can really start dictating content. And next week, we're going to have a patron uh, paid-for episode. So that's very exciting. And also, if you're five and above, you get your name right out on the air as a thank you. So, Myros, who are our five and above patrons right now? Uh, we have Koufax, Kropotkin, CWW, Evan, Ryan, Dustin, and Palma. Wonderful. Wonderful. And uh, yeah, shout out to Colfax. He's going to get his episode next week. And uh, I I think you live in the UK, but I I was telling Myros before, I'm going to be in Europe in November. So uh, maybe I'll just like leave a random Blu-ray at Heathrow Airport and you can pick it up (laughs) off the ground or something. Yeah, that'll that'll work. work. Yeah, that seems like a normal thing to do. Uh, Yeah. Also, if you enjoyed the show, uh, if you got any questions, comments, death threats, marriage proposals, we would love to hear from you. Uh, Please email us optimismvaccine at gmail.com. We actually do like hearing from people and uh, we get good suggestions and recommendations from you guys all the time. We appreciate it. And, uh, or you can tweet at us at optimism vaccine. Are you a producer? Are, are you Robert Davi? Uh, do, do you have any involvement in my son Hunter? Uh, yeah. Tweet at us at optimism vaccine. We'd love to hear from you and what you think of this podcast in relation to your beautiful film that you created for us. Other than that, I think that's pretty much it. So Jake, you got the last word. Forward, warriors, and fear not pain or death.